Hello and welcome to a CFB Talk. I'm Justin Brown, and look, I, I know we haven't had an episode in over a year. We just had to take some time to figure some things out, but I am glad we are back, and I believe we're going to be better than ever. So, we had a very busy week two of college football. We're going to uh, go over and review some of the key games from week two. So we're going to start with that Oregon and Ohio State game. Wow, what a tremendous game it was. Oregon defeating Ohio State 35-28. to Oregon flat out dominated that entire game. C.J. Verdell put on display why he is one of the best backs in the country and why Oregon is one of the best teams in the country. Oregon's offensive line manhandled Ohio State's front seven the entire game the entire game Ohio State from the from the jump could not get anything figured out and Ryan Day even said it he said that well we did not play our best and Oregon had us the entire game I mean Ryan Day said it Oregon really put on a good display for the Pac-12 in my opinion I believe Oregon is just a flat-out better team than Ohio State this year. Ohio State losing Justin Fields, game-changer. C.J. Stroud did pretty well, though. He did well. He just, he just didn't do enough to win the game. He didn't, he didn't make those key plays, and he threw that pick at the end of the game, which really hurt him. But overall, Oregon, Oregon really looked really, really good. And so... Wow, what a game. Oregon Oregon jumping into to the top four now, which is very good to see. But yeah, Oregon Oregon just flat out dominated that whole game. Moving on to the next game is Texas and Arkansas. What what is going on with Texas? You know, they hire they hire Steve Sarkeesian after firing Tom Herman. And and Sark, you know, got off to a good start last week against uh, Louisiana. But came into this game and they were just just flat. They were flat the entire game and and Arkansas really looked really good. KJ Jefferson, look, I know he, he threw a pick and he only threw for 138 yards, but his confidence in that whole game is what really stood out to me. KJ Jefferson, he looked really good during that entire game. Uh, just the little things for Texas also. Uh, the missed blocks up front. That cannot happen. They had – I think they had three – They Arkansas was rushing three, and somehow Texas led up a sack. Hudson Card got sacked. And it's just the little things like that that Texas cannot do in a game like in – a, in, a, in a game where they're playing an SEC opponent, that's just something that they cannot ha- have happen. But Arkansas advances to 2-0. and they, uh, They're ranked now. I believe they're ranked 20th now. So, uh, but they Arkansas has got some big games coming up. You look at their schedule, you know, obviously Georgia Southern next week, they should be able to handle that. But then you got number seven, A&M. What a game that's going to be. And then you go play number two, Georgia, 17 Ole Miss, 22 Auburn. I mean, that four-game stretch right, that, right there is going to say a lot about what Sam Pittman's program is about. It's, who cares if, if they don't win all four of those games? If they can just compete in all four of those games, 
you will see a tremendous differently Arkansas program. A tremendous difference from, from what Chad Morris had over there. And that, that's why they hired Sam Pittman. They wanted to compete in the West. They wanted to. They wanted they want to compete to win an SEC title. They want that style of play they had back in the 90s back. And they believe that with Sam Pittman they, they can do that. And I believe that as well. So, very good showing from Arkansas. They, they beat Texas 40-21. Moving on is A&M in uh, Colorado. And to be flat out honest with you, a, uh, what's it called? Uh, Haynes King gets hurt uh, first drive of the game, I believe, uh, first or second drive. So, so that automatically you got to put Zach Calzada in. And he's a sophomore, but he looked rattled when he came in there. He looked absolutely rattled. And Colorado took advantage of that. Colorado's defense played very, very good. They, they did. Um, but A&M, their offensive line looked weak. They were getting pushed around by Colorado. They were getting pushed around. Uh, so A&M could not do anything on offense until that last drive that, where they had to step up, and Calzada stepped up and he made the play. So A&M squeaks by Colorado, but – A&M, who was the favorite to compete with, with Alabama in the West, is not looking like it right now. I know it's only one game. I know we're overreacting. But that's what week two is about, is overreacting. They got a tough stretch coming up themselves. They have New Mexico, which should be an easy game for them. Uh, but then they got to play Arkansas, and then they got to play Mississippi State, and then they have Alabama. So we'll see what A&M is really about in, in, in time. Right, yeah. The next game that we want to cover is the big one that happened in Ames, Iowa. Iowa versus Iowa State. And I didn't get to watch much of the game because I was covering the Georgia game uh, this Saturday, this past Saturday against UAB. But from what I saw from highlights, Iowa looked very good. They just – Iowa's that ground and pound team. They're going to run it. And they're going to have a play-action pass, and they're just going to throw it up and make some big plays. And Iowa made more plays than Iowa State did, period. Iowa State came out very, very flat in that first game they played. They did, and it showed in, in the Iowa game. Now, that's not meaning Iowa State's a bad team. Iowa State's actually a very solid team. Uh, you only beat Northern Iowa by six. You lose to Iowa the next game by ten, which was a, it was a close game throughout throughout the game. But it felt it felt out of reach for for Matt Campbell's squad, if that makes sense. So you look back, you look at Iowa State's future schedule. It's very favorable. It's, they don't play a ranked opponent until they have to play Oklahoma November twentieth. So, if they can win out up to that Oklahoma game, they're going to be sitting there very good. They're only 14th now. They, they, got, they uh, got back a little bit in the rankings. But 14th, that's nothing. You can overcome that. But what I want to see from Iowa State is just being consistent. Brock Purdy showed that they can be consistent last year. They went 9-3, and three, yeah. They went 8-1 and one in conference. I believe Iowa State can can somehow get back to that. I believe Iowa State will make it back to the Big 12 Championship and play Oklahoma. 
again. But for, for now for Iowa, Iowa's sitting 2-0. and They're looking very good. They, they killed an Indiana team. We don't know much about them because Indiana had a very good season last year. We didn't know much about Indiana coming in here. But they killed Indiana. They, they just dominated that whole game. They proved they can do it. And then they come into Ames, Iowa, and then they just flat out dominate that, that whole Iowa State game. Their schedule also is very favorable. They don't play a ranked opponent until they have to play at home against Penn State on October 9th. And they don't play a ranked opponent for the rest of the year besides Wisconsin October 30th, which will be a very good game. But I, I believe Iowa can compete for the Big Ten Championship. I really do. I think it's going to come down to Iowa, Ohio State, even Michigan. I think Michigan's very good as well. And, and obviously Wisconsin, of course. But uh, that's – Iowa dominated that whole game against Iowa State. 27-17, they won by 10. So we went over the key games from week two. Now we are now we have this new segment on the show we're going to do every week. It's called, What's Your Biggest Surprise So Far? And, and the biggest surprise to me so far as we're two weeks in is how well the Pac-12 is playing out of conference games. They, I mean, UCLA beating LSU was a real staple for that program. It really was. It, it, UCLA has been very bad for the past few years. And I believe Chip Kelly has really turned this squad around. UCLA obviously beating LSU 38-27. That was a huge non-conference win. And then you had Oregon that win against Ohio State. The Pac-12 has not had a playoff team in four years. And that team was Washington. And they got absolutely killed against Alabama in the Peach Bowl. I believe Oregon's going to get into the playoffs. I, I really do. I think Oregon is a very solid team. But my thing with the Pac-12 is they can, they, they can do very good in out-of-conference games, but when it comes to in-conference, because they are all so similar teams, they will beat up on each other. And that, that's what worries me for the Pac-12 and getting into the playoff. You saw last night if you stayed up. It was a 10-30 game. USC and Stanford – and, and Stanford dominated that whole game against USC. USC, a top 15 team coming into that game, did not look like one. And I don't know how longer uh, Steve Sarkeesian, excuse me, uh, Clay Helton, is, is going gonna, is gonna to be the head coach of that program. I believe he could get fired in five hours or by the end of the season. It, you never know. But USC, like the Pac-12 can beat up on each other very easily. And you saw that, like last night I said. And then Washington came out flat against Michigan last night. But Washington, that's a whole different story. They lost to Montana week one, an FCS loss. That just can't happen. But I believe the Pac-12 is a, is a good conference this year. And I believe Oregon can handle that conference, win the conference, and I believe they, they will be in the playoffs. So, and then Colorado – as well, Colorado as well, putting up a very good fight against a an A and M team that's top five in the country. So you have that. So that's my biggest surprise so far as we're two weeks in is just a Pac-12 winning and competing in big non-conference games 
And I think that's going to really, really affect them, affect them good for future, like for scheduling future non-conference opponents. So, yeah, there's that. Now we're going to look at the biggest upset of week two, and that would be Jacksonville State winning on a last-second Hail Mary against FSU, winning 20-17. to I'm sorry for you, FSU fans. I really – I'm lost for words for that program right now. Florida State's program had, had issues. It was even before Jimbo left. It was before Jimbo left, and because there were some really ugly games at the end of Jimbo's time with with FSU, and um, you, you hire Willie Taggart after Fisher, and he didn't do good, and he lost some games that are very questionable. You can't lose to, and that's why he got fired. I mean, Taggart could not clean up the culture, the very toxic culture that was at FSU. He could not clean it up, and. And he was on his way. And then you hired Mike Norvell from Memphis, who just had a very good season. He came over. And to be honest with you, I, I thought Norvell was really having was really having this program kind of turn around, kind of bringing that culture back. And, and FSU just it, – it's very toxic right now, I believe, in, in, that, in that environment. I believe Norvell is, is getting better with it. But – to lose to to a, to the first time in in FSU program history, the first time losing to an FCS school, and it happens on Mike Norvell's watch, that just can't happen. It it cannot happen at all. I I believe I still believe in Mike Norvell. I still believe he can he can turn this thing around, but you just got to give it time. You can't fire Norvell yet. You gotta give it time. And and for the most part, Norvell. He's a very good coach, but he walked into a mess at Florida State. It was a complete mess. And that, that's what worries me for, for Norvell and that FSU program. So to sum it up, FSU, very disappointing. After competing in a game with Notre Dame, who almost lost Toledo, I thought Notre Dame was better, but they, they proved me wrong. So to sum it up, just – FSU dis- disappointment uh, this this year already. Maybe they can turn it around. I don't know. So that's all the time we have today. But uh, please look out for our next show. We will have Connor Folds on the show, and we will be predicting uh, key games for week three. And we will also discuss how Texas and OU kind of fit into the SEC and a lot more. Thank you for listening to CFB Talk. I'll see you next time.